Salí jodido la última vez que en alguien yo confié Me compro una foría, cupido se la vacíe No me vuelvo a enamorar, no No me vuelvo a enamorar Sigue tu camino que sin ti me va mejor Ahora tengo a otras que me lo hacen mejor Si antes yo era un hijo de puta, ahora soy peor Ahora soy peor, ahora soy peor por ti Sigue tu camino que sin ti Bienvenidos a Radio Menea My name is Vero Valletti Flores And I'm Miriam Soila Perez And on this podcast we bring you a mix of mainstream and alternative Latinx jams Based on a different theme each week And today's theme songs about endings that's right that's right you want to tell us why we're doing <laughs> an episode about All endings right. well i mean <laughs> one main reason is that i keep this playlist of like songs that i want to bring to radimene and i was listening to it a few weeks ago and like 70% of them are about breakups. <laughs> so I just listened to a lot of songs that are about breakups. So I was like trying to find a way so to, many heartbreak songs. to do a heartbreak episode without having to make it about heartbreak because Veto's music is not so relationship focused. And then the other Slash, reason. We already did an episode about heartbreak. We did already do a heartbreak <laughs> episode. It's totally real. Um, and so some of these songs are about endings that aren't necessarily about heartbreak. Some of them are like happy endings too. Um, and then the other reason is that I did just recently break up with someone I'd been dating for nine months. So my yeah. head is kind of in that relationship ending space. Yep. And, and feelings. Feelings. I mean, always feelings. And this first song that we listened, that but we're listening song, to. Yeah. Yeah. So this song has been, yeah, this is like kind of a summer jam of mine uh so this is bad bunny and this song is called soy peor uh and bad bunny is this young puerto rican rapper who's coming up right now i feel like he's really rising up like the other day i was like just kind of having like a shit day where nothing was going the way that i'd planned for it mm. to go and i was in bushwick and this was blasting from somebody's car mm. this song and it was just like such a nice reset it made my day better but i was Sweet. like wow bad bunny's like really like making waves out here nice but so this song was released in 2016 but it's kind of shaping up to be like a jam of the summer mm. and um i think that this song is like is actually a hilarious case study on masculinity and emotions ah, because this is a song about like heartbreak right like homeboy like clearly got his heart broken so bad so bad but like the way he's reacting to it in this song is that he's like pouring one out for cupid he's vowing to never <laughs> ever ever be in love again mm. and he's gonna be like a fuck boy forever he's like si antes yo era un hijo puta ahora soy peor wow <laughs> wow so it's kind of like amazing in that way it's like this like really like actually like i'm really really fucked up because i'm so sad but like right. in reacting to it in this sort of like right you know emotionally stunted way about like how like he's never gonna be in love with in love again and like he's gonna like so, be like a fuck boy right. for the rest of his life and he's gonna love it so do you think that like behind every fuck boy is like a broken heart is that the moral of it Definitely behind every fuckboy, there's a lot of, like, stunted Trauma. emotions. I mean, yeah. Jay-Z isn't an example right. of that. That's really highly visible right now. Then, oh, man. You know. Did you listen to the album? Oh, I listened to it all. I haven't listened to it because I was, like, at a teen mindfulness retreat 
all week while it was happening. <laughs> so I could have listened, Amazing. but I wasn't really like doing much music listening. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. I was staffing. Um, what did you think of the album? I thought it was good. I mean, it, it's so... Um, I was really surprised that it was good because for me, Jay-Z is like on like retired Godfather status, right? right. He's like so incredible. But like his last few albums, like yeah. let's be real, have not right. been his finest work. Right. So I like never thought that he would put out something really good again. But I was pretty I was pretty impressed. I thought it was pretty good. It's a little bit sad that like the path towards emotional growth is like so many broken hearts, mm. women's broken hearts in particular. Mm. Um And it's just very uh, telling of the ways that men's emotional growth happens. It's like at the expense of women a lot. But but I thought it was really good. I thought it was good. And, you know, hopefully men will believe him because it's a man telling them the same shit that women's been saying forever. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad he he waited to put out this album. You know, he waited a good amount of time. And I don't know. I think it's cool that we like know so much about these particular artists that we even, you know, that they're so honest about what's inspiring their music. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I heard somebody say that we have Solange to think about that because if it wasn't for like Solange being caught like on tape throwing hands in an elevator, we wouldn't have had Lemonade or this, mm. <laughs> which I think is really yeah. incredible. Like yeah. shout out Solange. She's amazing. Amazing. Um, but Anyway, so I feel like this song is sort of in that vein. And actually, Bad Bunny's made an appearance on this podcast. Isabelia brought a song by El Alfa when we did our Dominican Republic episode. And Bad Bunny was featured on that song, which is also, like, becoming one of my summer jams. So, um so he's like sort of been like he's not a stranger to Radio Manea, but this is if his the first like Bad Bunny actual like song that we're bringing, um, and yeah, I really I really like it, even though like it's just like he's on some like you know emotionally stunted man shit. It's I feel like such a good jam, right? <laughs> I just also love the irreverence of it. This dude is mm-hmm. obviously such a mess and yeah. he's like owning it. Yeah. <laughs> well, like hopefully this so is I just like that. one phase in his breakup feels and like, you know, when people are like, I'm just going to go fuck everyone or whatever. And then he'll, he'll come around. Yeah. Yeah. He'll come around. Definitely the slutty phase of a breakup is a, is not the worst one. No. Or even just like saying you're going to be slutty <laughs> and not maybe acting on it. <laughs> are you saying that from personal experience, Beto? <laughs> Listen, uh, I do not kiss and tell. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. You also haven't had that many breakups. so <laughs> No, I haven't. I haven't. I'm, I'm a ride or die loyal chick, so yeah. not that many breakups. I know. So you're a monogamist. Or, well, so you're a relationship person, at least. Um, yeah. I don't know about monogamous, yeah. but definitely a relationship. <laughs> I know. That whole, like, you know, get over somebody by getting under somebody else has never really been my approach. I don't know. It's just not, it's not really been my thing. I mean, I've had some relationships where it was like, there was not much break between one or the other, but I've never, I don't know. I've never been like, Oh, this is the way I'm going to get over somebody. Like the only way, the only way out is through says a wise friend. Yeah. So yeah, it's not really fair to another person. No. Although my mom would say that same shit. She'd be like, un clavo saco otro clavo girl, you know? Wow. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Go mommy with the nailing metaphors. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh so the first God. song that I brought 
is called Hasta la Raiz, and it's by Natalia Laforcal. Cuando escriba tu nombre en la arena blanca con fondo azul Cuando mire cielo en la forma cruel de una nube gris Aparezcas tú una tarde subo una alta loma Mira el pasado, sabrás que no te he olvidado I've been like waiting to bring this song forever because I really, really love it. And it just was like never matching the theme. And then I was like, yes, this is perfect. Um, It's just so haunting. It's haunting. Yeah, it's so beautiful. This is from her 2015 album. She's a Mexicana kind of pop rock star. Um, She was also born in 1984. So shout out to people who are 33. Um, Yeah, this (laughs) this song is just amazing. I mean, I've said this before, but like before I started listening like pretty exclusive to Latinx music. I was really into like girl with guitar, girl with piano, girl with feelings kind of music. And I feel mm-hmm. like this is like mm-hmm. that, but in the Latino genre. So I really, really yeah. love yeah. it. It's just, it's just gorgeous. And um, yeah, I was like listening to the song and thinking about the lyrics and it's definitely about like an ending and about mourning and about how you're always going to have this person with you and they're never going to leave you. So I thought it was about death. I was like, this must be somebody that she lost to death. But then I read some interviews with her because this, this song and this album was really popular when it came out. Um, and mm-hmm. she said the whole album is about love and heartbreak. So then I think it's probably about yeah. love lost and just, you know, it's true. Like no matter what happens, like somebody has affected you in ways that will never leave you. And, um, and that's kind of just part of the deal with relationships. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Also, fun fact, yeah. Natalia Lafourcade is really openly pro-choice. Mm, I got to interview her it. once um, on this piece that I wrote for uh, Remezcla on this concert, that um, this concert called the All Access Concert, which was like in support of abortion access. And she was one of the people that was playing at that concert. So and cool. she's you know really openly pro-choice, really openly about... Uh, abortion access and about uh, low-income people's access to abortion. So um, I was really pleased to, mm. to hear that and to, you know, especially like, I don't know, in Latin America, it's just such a difficult conversation. Not that it's easy as a conversation here, no. but it's um, it's just in a sort of different place, yeah. in a sort of different place. And a also like the Catholic Church has like a really different hold on the public narrative uh, yeah. there than it does here. So um, it's really cool to see somebody that's as well regarded and, you know, like really um, big as her, right? Because she's like pretty, she's like an indie star, yeah, but she's like a darling, sure. right? She's yeah. pretty big. No, and to is. see somebody of her stature really openly right. talking about how she's supporting abortion is abortion access is really, uh, was really touching to me. And I, I really, love really love that. What was she like yeah. in the interview? Do you talk to her on the phone? 
Yeah, it was brief. I would talk to her on the phone. She was she was good, and she was like, you know, like sin pelos en la lengua. You know, mm. like she believed in this. She's not ashamed. She, um, you know, she really thinks that this is an important conversation, something mm. that people need to talk about. If I didn't know more about what the song, I mean, I feel like this song could be about an abortion, even right, or losing a kid. I mean, there's just so many universal themes within this, just about mm-hmm. about loss and yeah. how how people affect us. So that's beautiful. I'm really glad to hear that. Yeah, she's pretty awesome. Yeah, I think she's yeah. like pretty popular among like Mexican hipsters <laughs> is what I get. It's the sense <laughs> I get. So, um, but both her parents were also musicians and she was part of two different collaborations. She was part of like a, tw- a teeny bopper group for a little bit that didn't do well. And then she Mentira, was part really, yeah. Called like twist. Or something. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. I, Wikipedia, man, you learn a lot. And then, um, she was like the front person for a group that toured for a little mm-hmm. bit and then she went back to her solo career and this is the album she released um, mm-hmm. to kind of re-release her mm-hmm. solo career and it's, yeah, it's really beautiful so I definitely recommend checking her out. Yeah, for sure. Mm. Do you do you buy into that idea, Vero, that like, even if you are no longer with somebody or they're no longer in your life, they've kind of affected you in ways that won't leave? Of course. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, yeah. I think that everything shapes us, right? Like Mm -hmm. everything, every person that we come into contact with shape us, like even people who, you know, harm us, people (laughs) who have harmed us, people who have, um, who have loved us, people Mm -hmm. who have done both, right? Right. Like everybody I think is capable of committing harm, even people who love us really deeply. Um, a lot of times those are the folks who commit the most harm, right? Because it's really complicated, Mm -hmm. right? It feels really complicated when somebody really loves you and also is harming you. Mm -hmm. Um, so I do, I think that like our lives are fundamentally shaped by the people that we're around and, um, you know, not all of those are romantic relationships. Yeah. Someone my brother dated, like, back when I was just coming out of college, said something to me that has stuck with me all these years. It's that, like, some people kind of just come into your life to take you from one place to another. And she was talking about Mm, geography, mm -hmm. because I was leaving New York City to move to D.C. for love. (laughs) Oh, interesting. She was talking about geography. Promptly ended. She was talking about geography, but I feel like it applies on lots of levels, right? That they might just be be in your life to take you from one emotional place to another. Yeah, definitely. All right. What, what do you got for us next? So the next song that I have for you all is a song that I didn't really like at first, but then it grew on me. This is called Figures, and it's by Jesse Reyes. Figures I gave you right to die And you gave me games Love Figures I know I'm crying Cause you just won't change Love Figures I gave it all And you gave me shit Love Figures I wish I could do Exactly what you did I wish I could hurt you back Good. 
figures. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> I had not heard it, but I was like immediately like, yes. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so Jesse Reyes is from Toronto, actually, and she's from a mm. Colombian family. And this song is on her Kiddo EP, which came out in April. But this song was actually released last year, like in August, I think, um, or maybe before that even. So um, this EP that this is on is full of heartbreak jams, just a lot of emotion, right? Like rage and hurt and love. She's really really able to convey it with her voice which is so unique and so singular and eventually just what won me over right mm -hmm. both her voice and like her performance actually yeah. I feel like the turnaround for me happened when I saw a video of her like when yeah. I saw the visual music video yeah um, damn because like and I think that music video the music video for this was the first like visual that I had because I'd heard it on like just mm -hmm. like just the audio yeah. and I was like eh whatever guitar sad like it's not <laughs> usually my lane Aww. and that's fine right but then I feel like seeing her performance was and how emotional it is and the ways that her voice corresponded to the ways that she used her body and um just I feel like that's what started to like mm -hmm. win me over and yeah. and then I listened to the rest of her music and her voice is just like so um it's really unique right it's really unique and really um and I think that what I really didn't like it is that it felt twee Right. Mm. And then um, when I saw her performance and saw the way that she like carries her body and the way that she uses her voice and her body in her performance, this is not Twee. She's not going for like no. the like sad, cute girl. No, right. Look, not at all. That's not what she's going for at, at all. all. So no. that's what sort of like shaped it for me, which is so interesting how much aesthetic, uh, visual aesthetic plays into the ways that uh, that I um, I listen to music. I feel like you're just I quick. Didn't. <laughs> You're just quick Always to like that. you're just quick to assume that like feeling. I feel like you don't give them benefit of the doubt. You're like you're quick to minimize them. Because I listened to this before I mean, by, before watching the video, yeah. and I didn't think it was you know that kind of aesthetic. So I think yeah, just, I think that that's part of it. That's totally part of it. And also like to be honest, this just reminds me of why when I was like in college, I used to make actual literal mixed mm. tapes. Mm -hmm. for people uh because you know like when you like start to date somebody mm -hmm. and you like make them a mix or whatever yeah. so I'm not really old enough for tapes right like people yeah. of my like sort of age and my generation were more like either like CDs. actual playlists yeah. like or cds or right. burning cds in college it was like you'd burn somebody a cd for right. me mm -hmm. uh but I made tapes because I wanted to make it really hard to skip a song but what were they listening <laughs> to the tape on like their card tape deck like who had a tape player I don't know like well radio like like people's stereos still had tapes tape decks on them like people like still had ways to listen to I don't to know tapes. you were only like a year older than me and I don't remember any tape decks in college <laughs> I don't know dude I I didn't give a shit I gave people tapes because I was like I worked really hard on this mix and you're gonna listen to it all the way through and if you want to skip a song like you're gonna have to work really hard to do that <laughs> like you're gonna have to give it a chance like this song is in this place for a reason I'm such wow. a fucking asshole yeah you are you are that's intense yeah I definitely haven't listened to a tape since like third grade like we definitely oh my god but i do appreciate the mix cd especially at the beginning of a relationship it's such a sweet and then you're like sitting there listening and thinking like what were they thinking with this one and like what are they trying to get me to hear yeah oh i'm usually yeah, i've I actually was, like, such an asshole 
recording I've, like a tape from like I like recorded onto a tape from CDs and from vinyl. So I'd like uh, had like this whole like ridiculous setup. setup. It was just like team too much. Oh god. <laughs> I don't I've actually haven't never made anybody a mix well. I made my first girlfriend like some mix CDs of like lesbian music because she didn't really know any stuff from that genre. But I've never actually made somebody just like a this is how I feel mix. I've received a few, but mm-hmm. surprisingly haven't done mm-hmm. that. What I have to say I liked about this video, though, is, like, it looks like she just got up at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning and couldn't sleep and had to, like, tell you how she felt about this, right? Like, her look. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. She's, like, messy hair. She's, like, just wearing a T-shirt, you know? So it just feels very, like, raw and real, and I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. And then another thing that I appreciate about Jesse Reyes is that one of the things that she did is that she did this sort of little mini fictionalized documentary like on industry sexism where she like tells the story about her meeting this like big time producer and him asking her to sing and she's like oh my god you want to hear my voice that's incredible like I'm an artist whatever and then he him assuming that she would sleep with him and then like his anger when she was like really didn't want to right and calling out that industry misogyny and a lot of times sexual violence right and you know like no shade to those who feel like they have to I feel like women have a lot of times have so few tools to advance them and if people want to use their sexuality to get you know to get where they need to go like I think there's no shade to that but like you shouldn't have to and if you don't want to you shouldn't be coerced into doing anything right yeah so I thought it was really cool that she just sort of spotlighted that and this song is it seems like it's like about an almost end, talking about how she's actually maybe going to stay. But I mean, I think that right. things, it doesn't seem like things are going well. It seems right. like it's, if not an ending, like an almost right. ending. Well, she just like really wants him to know how she feels, right? Yeah. 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 I'm glad you came around on it. <laughs> All right. What's next? My next song is called Prometo Olvidarte by Tony Dice from 2013. Prometo olvidarte Aunque en el fondo no lo quiera Saldré adelante a mi manera Estaré a salvo en otra parte Sin tu amor Al necesitarte Descubro que soy débil, no puedo Llamarte aunque se me caiga el suelo Duele quererte y que estás ya tan lejos Fingir fue perfecto pero Aunque me hiere Aunque en mi cielo no hay sol y solo llueve Lo que hace tiempo se perdió a veces duele Nos toca aceptar que el tiempo huele Por más que intentes tal yo temprano So this has been Tell a favorite more of mine this. for a while. Yeah, I don't know. You probably weren't familiar with this song, Beto, but I, don't I know. wasn't. No, I don't actually know where I heard it, but it's been on my playlist for a while. 
Um, I love the sound of his voice. I love the genre. He's considered like a reggaetonero, but the song is not reggaeton. It's very like no, no. kind of a softer hybrid. It has a lot of different beats going on in it. I mean, it's like you can kind of dance to it, but it's not. It doesn't fit solidly in any genre, I don't think. Um, he is Puerto Rican, but born in Springfield, Massachusetts. Which is right That's near where you right. lived, right? Western Mass. Yeah. Yo, yes, I lived in Western Mass. I lived in Holyoke, actually. Holyoke, Massachusetts, which is like the town right next door. And both Springfield and Holyoke are really, really Puerto Rican. Yeah. Um, it's a really like wild place, right? Because Western Massachusetts is so deeply white. And then there's these like mm. two like really, really Puerto Rican pockets. It's just like a huge uh part of the Puerto Rican diaspora right now yeah. is in Holyoke and Springfield so and actually Latino USA or maybe Code Switch I actually think it was Code Switch did a whole thing about Holyoke Massachusetts a really really beautiful beautiful town that just is so economically completely devastated mm. right there's all these beautiful old factories. It used to be a paper mill town. So wow. there's these beautiful old giant factories and canals, which is where like all the industry was before all the jobs left in the 70s. And there's also just some like beautiful, large Victorian homes mm -hmm. that were like the homes of like the paper barons or whatever. Mm -hmm. And a lot of tenements from the folks that, you know, used to work in those factories, right? And now it's really, really Puerto Rican. It has a huge, huge unemployment rate. And it's a really beautiful and really actually culturally vibrant town. I was just talking about it yesterday or a few days ago with a friend of mine because uh, he, a friend of mine that does seed preservation, oh. he went to the community garden in Holyoke, which is like a really incredible community garden, Puerto Rican community garden they have there and they grow ají dulce. Wow. which is really hard to find in grocery stores, at least for, like, I have a really hard time finding it in grocery stores in Brooklyn, but, uh, but ají dulce is a really essential part of Venezuelan cooking and Puerto Rican mm. cooking too, and when I lived in Holyoke, I could get them because they would grow them there, so I was like, give me as many as you can and I'll freeze them, mm. right? So, like, before I left, I, uh, I got so many and I prepped them and freeze them, and I, like, just ran out recently of mm. ají dulce, and I'm really excited that my friend is, like, taking that seed and preserving it and like you know doing all that stuff so, so Springfield awesome. is a really yeah. that area is just so interesting damn I know who knew I know Western Massachusetts has such a reputation for being like white liberal you know yuppie like lesbian Northampton kind of thing but it's a whole different part of the world right totally because people call it the tofu curtain but like those right. folks do not go to no. that part of no. Western Mass. They do, they like, they're not trying to like, with your Segregated. exception of your white liberal that like wants to like save people over there, you know? Right. Do like volunteer work, yeah. Right. Well, it's cool that a pretty well-known reggaeton artist has come out of there, <laughs> come out of Springfield, Yeah, yeah, I'm not surprised because yeah. it's really culturally yeah. vibrant, yeah. right? Like it's like, despite a lot of adversity, there's a lot of really strong culture there. Yeah, so this song is is about it's definitely about heartbreak, and it's you know promotor there means like I'm I promise to forget you, so but it's kind of sad. It's you could say that in like an angry way, but he's it's a lot of like longing and sadness, and um, I think that the what I can tell from watching the video is that the, the his like girl leaves him for somebody else, and maybe somebody else who has more money um, is sort of the subtext of the of the video. Ouch. Yeah. So Ouch. I know. So yeah, it's like. <laughs> It's all about how they were really happy at a certain point, but lost it and, and how he's not going to let her come back and all this kind of thing. And it kind of implies that like she's unhappy, but made this choice. Like they even show like a, yeah. a newspaper clipping of her and with her new like 
husband about their wedding and he's like a banquero. So it's definitely like there's a class thing going on. Um, so, but I just, I don't know. I love the song. I love the sound of his voice. It's just songs usually grab me within the first couple of minutes. And this is one of those that did. So I'm yeah, I got to yeah. bring it to you all. <laughs> awesome. All right. What you got? So the next song is about a different sort of ending. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I couldn't come up with it's enough okay. songs about <laughs> breakups. It's totally fine. So uh, I uh, am bringing a song that calls for the end of gender-based violence. This is Ni Una Menos by Chocolate Remix. No hay excusa para cubrir al que abusa Aquí llegó pa' molestarte esta intrusa Todas las que mataste hoy son mi musa Yo voy a aclararte esas ideas confusamente obtusas ¿Qué importa si llevaba escote o blusa? El problema no es la ropa que usa Que no eres el culpable, que yo soy una ilusa Culpable es todo aquel que no acusa Complicidad se llama este juego Ya dejemos de hacernos los ciegos Vamos cabrón que yo no valgo tu ego Vamos que aquí nos están prendiendo fuego Si se fue de casa ni una menos Si se puso mini falda ni una menos Si se pintó los labios ni una menos Ni una menos Ni una menos Ni una menos Si baila reggaetón ni una menos Si te dejo por otro ni una menos Si vuelve tarde a casa ni una menos Ni una menos totally expected you to interpret so, this in some sort of way, so I'm glad that you did. <laughs> of course. This song is uh, by Chocolate Remix, and it's from their album Satira, which is from earlier this year, February of 2017, and it's by this woman who's from Argentina, and she talks about how she loved reggaeton when it got to the clubs in Argentina in like the early aughts, and because so many of the songs that she was hearing were about sex, doing like lesbian reggaeton started to be sort of like a joke with her friends, right? <laughs> talk about sex, but like talk about gay sex. Mm. And she actually, and then like it wow. like got out of hand. Wow. <laughs> and like became a real thing. It's awesome. Yeah, so this song is, they have this song called uh, Lo Que lo que las mujeres quieren and she's like size isn't everything boo you know size isn't it all una mujer prefiere dos dedos bien puestos yes. which is <laughs> true <laughs> true just too good it's true just kind of too good so um, true. <laughs> yeah and uh, you know you know I sometimes feel a type of way about like non-Caribbeans doing reggaeton mm. and on top of that she's like a blanquita so I was like had to look into whether she was really coming at it with respect. And as far as I can tell, that's the case, right? She talks mm. about pushing against these really classist ideas mm. in feminist movements in Argentina and how the ways that people see reggaeton. So I always appreciate that. I think that's like a really important conversation to always have in mind. Right. The role that class and race has to do with the ways that people experience reggaeton mm -hmm. and the ways that people analyze it, right? And people talk about it being like so misogynist, which like, sure it is, but like all music is because we live in the patriarchy. So right. I always appreciate like an analysis around that. Yeah. But this song is so cool and anti-slut shamey and like really connecting to those feminist movements in Argentina mm. that are resisting these victim blaming narratives around right. femicide and sexual violence and gender based violence in mm. general. It's awesome. Yeah. And, you know, for those of y'all that don't know, Nina Menos is uh, this feminist movement that started in Argentina 
um, and sort of spread to the rest of Latin America. And the catalyst of it was the murder of this woman called Diana Garcia, who was found dead in a garbage bag, mm. which is really intense. Nuna Menos became a hashtag. And there were, there, you know, there have been protests around Latin America that started pushing back on like sort of just misogynist and victim blaming narratives around violence against women. And it has really grown to address things like fair wages and abortion access and sex workers' rights and just like a plethora of other feminist issues. And like I said, it has spread from, you know, from Argentina, like to Chile and Bolivia and Mexico and Guatemala, even Spain. Mm. Um, so if you're not familiar with it, like go look up the hashtag, uh, read up about it. It's super, super cool. Uh, but what's funny is that during my research on this is that instead of like one of the times that I was looking up the song, instead of typing the artist name into Spotify, I typed in the title. So right. I typed in Nina Menos and right. there's like mad songs That's called awesome. Nina Menos That's on so Spotify. Cool. There's like at least 13 different ones. Wow. So it's cool to see such a huge response to that movement. Yeah. That's awesome. My hope is that there'll be enough songs in that genre that we can do a lesbian reggaeton episode. <laughs> <laughs> start collecting lesbian yeah well i was like going i had to like stop myself from going into like a queer latinx youtube hole oh. but i have a hella tabs open right, right. now okay good all right we'll make some notes so for that <laughs> yes. yes and i love you for always interpreting these themes in whatever way you want i think it's it's one of the my favorite things about our pairing is on this podcast um, okay, so my next song is Bachata, surprise, surprise, and it's called Estandi. How could you not? I mean, bachata? I know for a song about endings, it's called Estan Difícil, and it's by Zacarias Ferreira. Estoy intentando construir mi nueva vida sin tu amor y he avanzado tanto que casi te olvido, pero al recordarte quiero estar contigo, aún estoy seguro. Olvidarte es bueno, pero nunca dudo cuánto yo te quiero, porque mi historia está ligada con tu historia, porque mi herida está ligada con tu vida, y aunque en momentos te sacó de mi memoria, yo no he podido sacarte todavía. Es tan difícil acostumbrarme a otro cuerpo, otra chica que no me besa igual. Es tan difícil acostumbrarme a otras manos que no me acarician igual Es tan difícil acostumbrarme a otro cuerpo, otra chica que no me besa igual Es tan difícil acostumbrarme a otras manos que no me acarician igual Es tan difícil saber que no te puedo besar so this song is from 2007. It's one of his big hits. He's a Dominican bachatero. I feel like there's a whole group of them that I've tried to bring up a bunch so far who are really um, popular. But there's just so many songs about heartbreak and bachata. I mean, every song is basically either about love or heartbreak or both um, in one way or another. So it was really difficult to pick. And I kept putting adding songs to the list and taking them off and adding to the list and taking them off. So I ended up just kind of... <laughs> going for songs that I love from artists that I haven't yet brought so I don't think I've brought Zacarias yet um, he came on the scene in the late 90s and this is this is part of his mega hits albums it's one of his big ones and yeah the song is just a pretty much a straight up like I'm heartbroken I would guess from the lyrics that it's about someone who got dumped and, and they're grieving all the metaphors it's like death I can't believe you're alive but so far from my arms 
and also about like how hard it is to be with someone new um, who doesn't like caress me the same way as you did. Aww. I know, pobrecito. So you got dumped and he's having trouble moving on. It's just, it's real. I don't know, Vero, have you ever felt that kind of like, I can't move on heartbreak? Um, when I was like 17, mm-hmm. I think that like my first little noviecito that I had, I was so fucking heartbroken mm-hmm. about it. I was heartbroken for like a good year, which I think is like maybe like my no emotions route. I was like, yeah. I never want to go that, through that you're like, ever again. fucking never again. again. Oh man. Yeah, it was a really wow. hard time for a lot of reasons in my life, but yeah. that was definitely one of them. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so, it's been a minute. It's yeah. been a minute since I felt that way. <laughs> yeah. I find that like, I feel like every time I break in a relationship, I end up kind of doing like a, a revisiting of like all of the past people that I've dated and like almost sort of like Mm. it's a good way to see like who's lingering still you know like who is still kind of around in in my heart or there's sort of like a live feeling for somebody I mean I've I've had more relationships than you and more breakups but um Mm -hmm. but yeah I don't think I've I don't think I've experienced a breakup that was that intense that I was like I'm gonna die you know like most of mine have been pretty mutual or um you know yeah kind of feeling just like being clear that it was time and that it was over that relationship wasn't gonna work so but yeah that's good yeah that's so mature of you <laughs> I guess so yeah I mean I only had one breakup when I was like 17 and that was not a very meaningful relationship so I didn't have to experience that yeah. kind of heartbreak at yeah. such a young age but um but yeah I don't know so it's uh it's a thing it's a thing but I love this artist. He's got a lot of really good um, hits, so I definitely recommend checking out more of his music if you're not familiar with him. And it's what? true. You know, breakup is tan difícil sometimes. It's it's really, it's one of those things that we all yeah. kind of go through at some point or another. So well, I agree with you, though. I think that the only way out is through. Yep. So you yep. just got to, like, feel all the feelings that you have to feel. Yep. And Sadly. then also, like, let yourself let go. Yep. I feel like during my like 17 year old breakup phase, mm-hmm. I was also depressed for and had other shit going on in my life. So I just mm-hmm. like felt, hang, you know, kept hanging on to pain because that was what felt familiar. You know, mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, this is who I am, like a person right. who's sad. Right. So it's also, it's you know, you go through and then you have to let go. Yeah. When it's time. Yeah. Got to trust that something else is is waiting for you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's real. I think you're going to be okay, Perez. <laughs> no, I know I'm gonna be fine. <laughs> I'm gonna be fine. Thank you, Boo. I'm gonna be fine. Breakups suck, but I'm I'm okay. Yeah, I'm okay. I've got a lot of bachata to support me. <laughs> what would you do without Plenty bachata? Of music. I know, I know. So we're gonna end this song a little bit, this episode a little bit differently this time because I had so many songs I couldn't pick that I was like, please, can I end with a different one? So Vero. Better let me said yes graciously. Um, so, <laughs> but it's had so many like, feelings gonna, that they get uh, an extra so many song. Feelings, <laughs> I get an extra song exactly. So the song that we're gonna end with, and you'll hear kind of at the at the very end of the episode for a, for a little bit, just a short snippet, is by El Gran Combo de Puerto Rico. I brought two other songs, so I didn't want to also take up more time with them, even though they're amazing. And it's from 2001, and it's a little bit of a different vibe than the rest of the songs. It's called Me Libere, and it's just basically about when it's really great to end a relationship and you just feel free, and you're like, yes, I'm done with you and you and yeah, you and you and all your drama. Sometimes so. be so good. 
sometimes they're the best thing ever. Yeah. So, um, but as always, thanks for listening. And you can find all of the information about these songs and the videos that we talked about on RadioMenea.com. Yeah, and thank you so much for all of your super sweet reviews. If you haven't reviewed mm-hmm. us, please do review us on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. There's also, you know, I think you can also review us on Stitcher and other spots. Mm-hmm. So review us wherever you listen to podcasts. It's been really, really sweet to read the reviews from those of you who have left them. You're the best. Really, we yeah. read every single one of them and we love them. We yeah. text them to each other and read them to Mm -hmm. each other and it's lovely you all are super awesome and make sure you check out some of our older episodes our last episode was pretty amazing it was about a the artist coming to the afro latino fest which will have it's happening in a couple days from now but will have happened already once you hear this episode so check them out too we had the fabulous mayel caprado as a guest dj and it was a really amazing conversation so Make sure you look back at our archive if you haven't been following every episode. Yeah, definitely. Are you going on a summer road trip? We have hella hours. Ooh, of good call. Yeah, we've got for like, you because we've, we've been like at this shit for hours. like a year mm-hmm. now. So we're yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, we've got some time. You could like drive across the whole country, I think, and l- just listen to Radio Manan. Just point, listen to Radio like Manan. <laughs> 60 hours. I'm sure you all really want to do that. You won't get sick of us at all. I mean, no, not at all. All All right, loves. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much. Ciao. Bye.